Nadia was just set on slow-mo, which would have been a fun podcast, wouldn't it? Taking twice as long, you'd have got there way after me. <laughs> Welcome to How to Stay Married, so mm. far. Welcome. And you saw an article, didn't you? I did. And what was the it? The key to a lasting relationship. Yes. How um, to have a reasonable row. <laughs> Um, that quite appealed to us, the thought of that, a reasonable row. Have yeah. we ever had a reasonable row? Um, I mean, really. what would we class as a reasonable row? I don't think we ever... A little bit of a difference of opinion and then either agree to disagree or one wins the other one over to their... I think I get slightly thing. frustrated sometimes because, I mean, we had a small one yesterday and, and like the smallest thing, I don't know if this is a male or female thing, but the smallest things or the smallest rows get attached to the biggest concept. So you can go from just having a bicker or a row or, or something to suddenly being told your entire personality is shit. And I never quite get the how it how it, That's it our dog, by the way, escalates sorry. so quickly or how the significance of something so small escalates. So for me, I find rows really I find rounds more exhausting after the event than actually during because sometimes I can be very fixed and, and certain that I know what I'm talking about in a round. I can also sometimes, obviously, hear that what's annoyed you has annoyed you. But that's the aftermath. It's, it's the fact that they rumble on and there, there can't be some sort of protocol which we can both sign up to, which is like, this is ludicrous, let's just stop it. Okay. You, well, no, no, no. But I mean, you, I think you think I go on because, I mean, you, the phrase you use at the end of a row is often, oh, this is so boring. It's so, it's so bo because I'm trying to actually draw attention to where perhaps an, an un, a wrong was done in the argument. Or, or protect, I mean, arguments are based on dis uh, misunderstandings, aren't they? They're based yeah. upon a Wait disagreement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but I'm guessing that this article that you've, thrust into my face at god knows what hour this morning in bed and said this i think this is a good topic for the for the conversation i mean obviously it's going on about the fact that it's not it's not a foregone conclusion that having a row is a bad thing mm. and I, a I've, lot of I've, people I've believe that don't they this, oh my god oh my god they really wow this couple in fact yeah. they give an example there mm. that the author gives an example of some friends of theirs um and uh, is it woman the author man a man and he says you know him and his wife regularly meet up with this other couple and he says it's just you know it's just a matter of time every single time they meet up there'll be something that they blow up about and it's just they're left a bit reeling the other two long because i do think rowing in front of people anyway is awful well, i think that's a step but, too far it's a bit yeah, like really snogging do. in front of people isn't but it? um but um he said they're also the most loving most engaged most yeah. lit couple that they know lit that sounds so street. Is that street talk? Lit? No, I, I say lit because our friend Rachel always says that to me about us. She said there's still fire there. Yeah, she says it a lot. I mean, when I think of some of the relationships I, I know about that I've viewed that don't row at all, I don't see any fire either. Now, I'm not saying you can only have fire. You can only beat couples that row yeah. and have a fire relationship because that's a dreadful generalisation and I don't think it's true but I don't necessarily think zero conflict means good relationship. Well I mean a lot of people go for zero conflict because of children don't they? I mean I think more often well, I think than not. A lot of people go for zero conflict because if they scratch the surface actually of it they think it will devastate the whole relationship. It'll be a tsunami of emotion. Because like when you say that often a uh, an argument will start about a small thing 
And I think this is the same for most relationships, but all the stuff that one's been keeping quiet about comes up as well. And yeah. I think that happens a lot in lockdown, doesn't it? Because we're all just, we're all trying to, to hold down our, our, our frustrations with the world and each other and whatever. Yeah, I mean, arguments so, often, I think arguments it, for you are often like, you know, it's often an opportunity where the dams burst and where you've been penting stuff up. Lots of other stuff stuff gets chucked into the sin bin, if you like, and then it all comes flying at you. I mean, I think, I mean, one of the most interesting things that this piece says, and, and really this is an article uh, talking about a new book called Conflicted, Why Arguments Are Tearing Us Apart and How They Can Bring Us Together, which I think is going to be a good read. I think we should review it for the Sunday yeah, show. Um, and I do think it's interesting the way they, they couch it, because I think we're socially programmed to think that rowing and arguing is a bad thing. And I mean, we often do this on our Confessions of a Modern Parent. If I go, and we've talked about rowing before, but if, if I go back to how I understood rowing, what I understood rowing to be when I was a child, um, it was awful. I mean, it was the worst, I have the worst potential example set. And this isn't going on about, this is just a fact, this is just factual. This isn't like sob, sob, sob. It's just, you know, I mean, it was aggressive. It was violent. It was... In, in, invariably attached to violence, literally, uh, threat and extraordinary loss of control. And I mean, we're not just talking small, we're talking an extraordinary loss of control mm. to the point where as a child, yeah, as a child, you're really rattled by, oh my God, not, I, I don't think I ever felt that I could have died but when I saw what was going on, mm. you certainly didn't know what the end consequence was going to mm. be. And to a child, that's fundamentally petrifying. Mm. Um, and so, for me, I, I, you know, I have a temper, but it takes an awful long time for that temper to blow relative to the tempers that I, I was brought up around. So, you know, in one sense, that's a relief. Um, it's also one of the other reasons I wanted to stop drinking, because, of course, when you do anything that means you can't control your emotions, it means you can't control the range of your, your fury. And... And so for me, I think I knew from a young age that I so wanted to avoid rows because they had the potential of just vast destruction. It's like an Avengers movie. It, it was going to be like, you know, it'd be like one of those moments where the si sound goes silent. There's that sort of whoo. Mm. And it's just like, fucking hell, what the hell's going to come out of this? It's a complete cataclysm. Um, but of course, what that does is that creates more of a pressure. So that they, of course, of course, I've rowed, of course, I row, and of course, I've got a terrible temper. We do you all remember row. those? Do you remember those? Um, two of the marriage guidance counsellors we went to said that um, you know posed that idea to us that actually what we're trying to do when we do that, like when we argue, uh, yeah. is that you are trying to recreate what you couldn't fix yeah. when you were a kid. Do you remember saying that um, first guy? Because we were talking no. about how sometimes it goes on and on, just just the key keeps getting turned. Yeah. And then it's like, it's almost like it has to happen. We have to get to the point. Like, there's a point where there's no other place it's going to go yeah. than screaming or shouting. And that, that conflict... In, in fact, he suggested that yeah. most problems in a couple's relationship are about trying to work out the shit that they couldn't work out with their parents yeah. in their own relationship. Sorry about that, we never stopped these, but we it's had to. Postman. Postman. Um, yeah, I think sometimes um, 
sometimes when I, I mean, do you see any any comparisons like with when it flips and like, because your mum's got quite a temper when she goes. Yes, horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous temper. And comparisons with what? With the arguing with me yeah. sometimes, because my dad very rarely argued, yeah. my mum and dad, but my God, when it went, my dad had, my dad's temper would just go, Yeah. you know. And I, and I do think sometimes we are repeating that. It is what you've learned as a child and that yeah. you felt very frustrated about and you couldn't do anything about and you couldn't change it. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not a big believer in the fact that one's literally working stuff out. I mean, I mean, I think, I, I think, even I, think, if, I, think I feel it very much from you sometimes. I, think I feel it very much. Regardless of what you've gone through as a child, you're going you're gonna to have some relationship with rowing because everyone rows in some way, don't they? Or doesn't row in some way. I mean, I think... But sometimes I think, and it's been suggested by, by our counsellors, by my own counsellor and by Rachel, our homeopath, that it is very much with you, that thing of abandonment with your mum, that it has to go to a certain place, that I have to get really angry and then it has to be okay because that's that thing. You always felt like it was going to be the end of everything yeah. with your mum. Do you know what I mean? That's why you're always like, when we have a row, the biggest problem with me sometimes is you just don't let me just be just for a period of time to just calm down yeah, cool you immediately want to know is it okay now and are we made up and it actually prolongs it because i need to i need to just come down you know yeah. five notches but i think over time i've realized that becomes from you being a kid and thinking oh my god everybody's gonna leave oh my god if this isn't like a a row coming from a place of these people who love each other and mm. they've gone batshit crazy and they're trying to sort it out this is this is a place where, in a minute, everything could change. Bags could be packed. We could be moving to a different. Yeah, I mean, I, home. Don't, I don't like. She, the... My mum might never come back. I might be left in this place. Well, yeah. And so you panic. You get to a place of like total madness, and then you panic and want everything to be okay instantly. Well, that's. I mean, yeah, that's why my particularly least favourite rows are those. That's why it's interesting that I started with. I hate those rows where it escalates quickly from something quite menial it might be a mood it might be my mood and then suddenly it's quickly it's gone into something and same with you it might be oh you're really control you know suddenly it goes into a bigger concept so you know rows always go from something very specific mm. into something very generalized and then when a general theme comes in like with me maybe oh why can't you just you're so moody and it's such a drain it's such a downer if because i'm struggling with whatever um and I hear that, and I think, well, actually, I have been. It's pretty tough to be with someone who's been like that for several days. And then I think, oh, but that's about my whole personality. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard for me not to think that what's being said in a row is all of me or all mm. of that person's sense of me. And so I do. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, I go into a panic. You go to all of the sense of me because I might say, I mean, we've been married almost twenty years now. Shitting. Yeah. And you still haven't worked out that sometimes when when we're having a major row, I'll just say anything. And I don't really mean it. I might mean bits of it. Like, when you say, if you say something really awful to me, I don't think, God, that's everything Mark thinks of mm. me. I just think, well, yeah, fair enough. Sometimes I can be like that. But for you, it's devastating. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's almost better for you, it was almost better for you to be in a non-conflict relationship because you feel it very deeply. You take it all on. You take it all in. Yeah, but I do think, yeah, no, so going back to what you were asking before, sorry, I thought you meant about how we row and what we row. I think there is a rhythm that I've had hardwired into me from mm, a young age of not necessarily rowing, but of fear yeah. and 
resolution, fear and resolution. I mean, the resolution as a child was invariably, obviously, every round did eventually calm down. Uh, I was obviously always still there with my mum. But, you know, when I actually... Yeah, but you're talking about the rows she had with her partner. Yeah, being around and it those would rows. it would feel like to you that everything was going to yeah, change, yeah, that yeah. people you liked were going to leave, somebody yeah. new might come well, in. someone always did You leave. might have to leave the home that you loved. You know, so that was very, very scary. Mm. Like, everything could be lost. Whereas my parents, when they had their rows, they, they're still together. Yeah. There was never a sense that this was going to change, fundamentally change all of our lives. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel when we have a row. Yeah. It will be massive. And I might in that moment think, oh my God, I don't want to see him again. Um, but but I know deep down it's not going to fundamentally change our relationship. We're not going to leave each other over it. But I do think there's always there are always sort of circumstances. You always think we're going to leave each other. Well, because I think there are always varying different reasons. So, for example, at the beginning of a relationship, you might think, God, we're having all these rounds and she's going to leave because she's discovering things about me she doesn't like. And then after 20 years of marriage, or nearly 20 years of marriage, I mean, they mention this in the, in the article, you know, they might get a point where you're just... You know, when we argue, or the reason I can't trust that we won't split up in this argument, you know, you're saying use the 18 years as evidence. And I'm saying, yeah, but you, you know, lots <laughs> so of... So typically you not use it. No, no, I can use it as evidence, but there's also evidence that 18, 20, <laughs> many years together makes you get really oh bored God, of so the same no thing place, happening again and again and again. There's no place to win. Like, no. at the beginning, it would have been because at the beginning, you just yeah. walk off. So now there's never any peace. And how do we know it's not the end? And how do we keep it interesting? And how do we keep it? And all those kind of things. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bloody exhausting. But, I mean, I do think I agree with... I mean, one of the points that they make in this, in this article, guys, which is quite interesting, is the idea that these moments of conflict are opportunities to, 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 to check real. in. Mm. Yeah, and also to check in with where, exactly. each, other are, where each other are. Is. Well, it's, it's for me, and I'm absolutely not saying this is right for everybody... And I hate the rows when they're happening. But I suppose there is a muckiness to a row where there's real conflict that a lot of people don't want to get mucky with. Yeah. They don't actually want to know. Well, I think people don't really want I mean, to know I'm anything. I'm thinking about... We're, we're, we're crazy on um, Married at First Sight, Sight oh, Australia yeah. at the moment. And, um, and there's this scene, this couple, they've been married like a week and met a week ago and married a week ago. And they're sitting on this beach... Oh, yeah. You may have watched it, guys. And she's uh, Heidi, honey. And she's she's telling her some stuff about... She, she's telling her husband some yeah. stuff about her life. Some stuff that's really hard about her hard childhood yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. Two minutes in, yeah. he was so uncomfortable and actually spat at her, I'm not your therapist. I can believe it. No, but Mark... A lot of people don't want to know. No, no, no. I, yeah. They don't want someone shouting at them going, actually, do you know how you make me feel? They yeah. might say, well, I don't want to. Well, I, I don't want to know how, yeah. how, how you feel. And to get mucky and to get upset and to hear stuff that you don't want to hear is just one kind of relationship. You know, we always talk, don't we, about those kind of relationships. We go, oh, are you okay, darling? Would you like oh to do that? I just couldn't have I'm that. It's what I call a polite relationship. But that... I couldn't have it, but that doesn't mean it's wrong and it could feel very safe and very nice for a lot of people and very safe and very nice for their children, but it's just, I just couldn't do it. I would go No, round. I know, but I mean, interestingly, so there was that, I'm thinking there's all sorts of kind of contemporary examples being thrust at us at the moment on the, in the media because, of course, there, that moment where that guy said, 
I'm not your psychotherapist. I don't want to essentially hear this sort Can of stuff. Can you talk about something else? And now? she, she is like, get if you haven't watched it, she's fucking a lovely, beautiful woman Deep who, in, for me, and it's interesting because my I'm response, <clears throat> no, but my response to a woman like that, like you, would be, oh my god, and she's opening up about this shit. That she means, really wants to know That me. means we're really connecting. That, yeah. For me, that's like, oh, wow, okay, we're not just a physical thing. That. It's a kind of emotional, spiritual thing too. Like, wow, this is bloody brilliant. Yeah, still, let's hopefully, hopefully we can have sex later. But that's all kind of rolled up yeah. into a really nice thing of completeness yeah. and everythingness. And then at the other end of the spectrum, there's X on the beach where I've not, I've, I, I, I'm still in shock. I am still in shock at the idea that men are out there that simply see women as a rutting item yeah. to rut. Yeah. And, of course, I say that knowing what men are like. But when you see it... Some so, men, so, some men. Yeah, some, be, some, we'll some, be to be careful. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, no. So, I just... I end up sort of thinking, yeah, you know, with arguments and whether you should have arguments and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's really telling what people want from relationships or how people conduct themselves know, in relationships. I know enough. I have enough female friends that say to me who are dead, they're dead inside, because they said he just won't argue. He just won't have a discussion about anything. But I also think within arguments, there's something else which actually this article doesn't talk about. Um, And I think there's moments where you can, you might hate the person you're around with, but love them. But you also get a bit of respect. I mean, I know, for example, that you are quite a fighter and, you know, you might not like what I'm saying, but I think if if I was just the kind of guy who just forever was like never wanting to avoiding and dodging and slipping, there's a sort of but they, you know people who just avoid arguments like that. I find her a bit. It's like in a workplace. I don't want an argument with someone, but I want a grown up conversation about can, something. Yeah. Within, a grown yeah. up conversation about something that, that sometimes requires a different tone of voice, yeah. a different a bit, bit of a different attitude, a bit of a kind of pull up your pants, fucking stand steady, stand firm, be be strong. And it's not about being bullying or anything like that. But I think if you were to see me constantly folding and moving and shifting and avoiding a, a row, you'd lose respect. Because actually, I do have strong feelings. And sometimes the reason we have big arguments is because I feel there's an injustice in that moment or a lack of respect about that. Or perhaps you haven't thought about this or I don't like it when you do that. And that's me saying I'm me. Oh, God, absolutely. I mean, I can't sit here and say, oh, I think it's right for me sometimes to voice how I feel and to get mucky with it and say, but I don't think the same for you. No, but absolutely. I, no, but I think but some I think, couples do have that balance. I, yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. I think sometimes it's the most aggressive of acts to say, well, you know, passive aggressive, nothing as aggressive as passive aggressive act to say, I just don't want to engage in this. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to, I don't argue. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you want to get yourself upset, get yourself upset. Oh my god! Well, that is. That I, I couldn't. I could not. I could not yeah. stand that in a relationship, or to just keep pretending that everything is okay rather than say anything that could be mm. in any way, you know, upsetting or challenging. It's just what would be the point of yeah. it? Because then it feels like you're an acquaintance. I must. Yeah, and 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 I can think of a couple of relationships. You've just mentioned it yourself, but I I, I literally. A sort of cold sweat goes down my spine when I hear the politeness of relationships. No, 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 I hear the politeness of relationships and I go to myself, oh my God, the formality. This is, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to say something really rude now, so you may want to go away if you don't like it. You put parts of your body in each other and you're being this formal. I know. How do you snog? How do you, I, it, <laughs> you're this polite, but you do something like sex. How? I 
I, it, it confuses me and it petrifies me. And I've had a couple of relationships. I've had one relationship I can think of where the person wanted to control that side of things to the point of it not being able to happen. To and grey you both out. Yeah, to grey you both out. And then, and, that, and, and interestingly enough, they might have greyed out the arguments, but they also greyed out absolutely everything else. And I yeah. lost interest within a nanosecond and I was off. Boom, yeah. Can't. this is rubbish. Because we're not really touching the reality of anything here. No. Not touching the reality of anything. But it, just as we kind of get towards the sort of the latter part of this chat, how to have a reasonable round. They have five sort of, not tips, but in those wonderful ways that the, uh, you know, the supplements do. They've got a little box and it says five things that you can is do. Is this You magazine? That uh, what is so it? I thought we didn't say uh, that. Yeah, You magazine. You magazine. Um, how to have a reasonable row. Well, tip one is don't get hung up on winning. When we insist our partner makes a full surrender, we can get stuck in a power struggle that nobody wins. Just because your partner disagrees with you in the moment, that doesn't mean they haven't taken your point on board. We were talking about this on Loose yeah, Women the other day, around, and I was saying, I've only just discovered, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> You've been trotting that one out for years. I have not. I have not, actually, because I'm quite annoyed that I haven't. I think sometimes you have to go, do you know what? This isn't going to be resolved. Why does everything have to be resolved? But when you say it, you're saying, I'm right. No, no. What I'm let's saying is... Let's agree no, no. to disagree. No, no, no it's like no. a parent what saying, I'm, no, no, let's no. agree I'm actually not saying that. I'm disagree. saying that we're coming from two completely <laughs> different angles and both of us think we're right. No, no. And we both have the right to think we're right. And we're going to exhaust ourselves trying to convince the other I'm one when we're not going to. I'm sure that's what your intention is. Because it's going to have to get to a point where somebody pretends that they agree with the no, other I'm one. I'm sure that's I don't what your intention that. is. And I'm sure you're right. That is, that is what you mean by it. But where it how it comes out in an argument whenever I've heard that is, for me, it's the ultimate, oh, fuck off. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah, right. Let's just say I'm right and you're wrong. No, I'm going to get my phone. You're going to No, I, I actually, if that's how it comes across, it's not. No, it's just no, like you are not going to change your mind. I'm not going to change my mind. And why, just because we're married, does one of us have to change our mind? Why can't we have opposing views on stuff? Because it also... And stick with them. Well, because it re refuses the ability for point two to happen, which oh, is concede ground. Uh, if you if you agree to disagree, you're not conceding any ground, and it's an act of really entrenchment. It's saying no, I believe what I believe, and I am absolutely unchangeable in my belief, and I'm saying that, that you are that, too. That really does depend on what the argument is about, doesn't it? I mean, you can't say that. Yeah. yeah I mean, if the argument is about something, I don't know, something domestic, something about the yeah. way something's being done, how often it's done, absolutely, we'd have to find to you'd have to find a way to concede in something yeah, and give yeah. a little bit. But if it's something fundamental about what you think about about parenting, yeah, about well, no, even that you would have to concede. Well, I don't know about the world or about each about my personality. Maybe you're saying something about my yeah. personality, or I'm saying something about yours. Something deep within us that you would want us to each other to change and you can't and you don't want to mm. that would be something where you could say oh, i agree to disagree yeah. but i think when it's about living together and about things that are going on i think you have to always concede in some way okay well yeah concede ground and and this is about this is the point two of how to have a reasonable row they talk about getting a notepad out i mean oh, I, think, God. I, I couldn't think of anything no, worse I'm not getting a notepad out. Uh, no i mean but i mean to be honest with you though <laughs> i do think i'm better at I mean, you say, there's nothing worse than a, a fake apology. And there are times when one makes a fake apology, but I am the, I am the quicker one. And this could be as no, you an said. angry apology. Yeah, or an angry apology. But you, I am quicker, I think, well, because I'm of everything. sorry. No, 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 I know. Oh. I, but I think I am quicker. I think for the reasons you said at the beginning, because of my experience of Rails and, not, and always seeing them as a kind of final cataclysmic 
fracturing of life um, that I always want to concede something so at the okay end. So it's okay now. So it's okay now. Yeah, yeah. I want no. it to be okay Not quicker really than. Okay. Yeah, and you don't want it to be. Highlight the exit signs is number three. You need to give your partner a way of backing down that doesn't feel to them like a surrender. Show them a way out of the argument that enables them to retreat with like self-respect. Like with children. Don't paint them into a corner. Can you imagine me? Yeah, but if I try to do that to you, I mean, sometimes I'll say to you, 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 you I mean, years and years ago, you used to say, what don't you get? You need to leave me for hours. Okay, so, and I remember after a six-month period of thinking, I leave her for hours, she only gets worse. No, because you would never leave me for hours. You leave her for hours and then text me all the time. Oh, no, okay. No, no, And then silence. in more recent years, I don't do anything. And still, I'll come back to you and you're like, I'm like, hang on a minute. The deal here was, no, if you didn't... you don't know. You don't know. You don't. You just need to give me an hour to just calm down without texting me. Because it rages me. <laughs> uh, point four, don't tell your partner what to feel. Experts who train police officers say that if you ask someone to calm down, invariably yeah, they, it will have the opposite effect. So, I mean, the worst thing I can say to you is calm down. Why, why are you so stressed? Why are you behaving? You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, it, it's frustrating. But then there's also that thing which I, I feel creeps into male-female dynamic, which is very difficult for, for someone, you know, there can be, obviously, it's totally, totally not right for men to, in any way, say, use their masculinity in a way to subjugate or control in a really horrible way. But I do sometimes think what gets lost in all of that is that men are men and women are women in, in fundamentally different ways. Men have a deeper voice, um, you know, and sometimes I feel it's expected that Men shouldn't lose their shit mm. as much simply because there's the Because they can, assumption. when they shout, it's so Yeah, it's worse. scary. Yeah. And I think that that can create a bit of a, a, a sort of tinderbox for yeah. men because they and feel almost... Suff- it is confusing mm. because... And also, I think, you know, they can't... You can't... You know, if you feel any, you, I might say. No, 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 it, no, it doesn't. But sometimes I'm like, fucking hell, sometimes the words that can be said in a round can be so much more hurtful than any kind of physical violence and you know verbal violence is fucking horrible and when someone's been verbally violent to a man a man has every right to shout or say something if they feel hurt but obviously it's that fine line you know we're talking about a sort of an inverted commas a healthy relationship where rowing is normal and i think sometimes a card can be used against the man to shut him up i.e that he's he's exploiting his strength or he's exploiting his and actually, sometimes he's just feeling something and he can't help the fact that the vehicle that he feels his yeah. thing in has a big booming voice and often is a barrel chested man. You know, it's not always born of a patriarchal desire to control women. No. Sometimes it's born of hurt. Yeah. But I think, you know, you're giving, giving roots out is, 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 is one of them. And number five is keep a sense of humour. This can be hard when you're arguing about something you really care about, but laughter is an important safety valve. I mean, I will try and neuter things sometimes with a funny emoji. But that will be for you if it's in the first hour, a red rag to a bull, won't it? I mean, I love it when we've had a row and I go out to get the drinks as the girls say, oh, Dad's gone to get some Diet Coke. They've had a row. Code for they've had a row. And then when, when I come back, I walk in and you're in the kitchen like that. And that's for me is nice because you've got a funny, you're not farting. You've got a funny face, which is kind of saying, shall we watch something on it? You know, you're like, you're acknowledging how ridiculous the whole thing is. I love yeah. it when you do that. You I'm sure you do. Yeah, but you don't do it enough. Oh, I do it for when I feel it. Oh, flipping it. There we go. <laughs> um, so these are all ideas that have come been inspired by a book that's come out called Conflicted, Why Arguments Are Tearing Us Apart and How They Can Bring Us Together, which I think we should read and, and do in more detail.
don't you? Well, he talks there about, what was the bit where he talks about leaving two, a couple in a room and um, with, an, with something to discuss, an argument? And they had the couples that go into full-on rounds yeah, yeah. and the couples that didn't. And then they came back a year later. And actually, the ones that had gone into conflict were doing much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the and thesis... And that's because there was, yeah, like you said, there was the finding out more. There was an investigation yes. yeah. in there. Yeah. It's like, do you want to, in, do you want to investigate Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The research definitely shows that if you're in a relationship over, long ter- over the long term, if you're in a relationship where you just avoid conflict and have no conflict, mm. you're less likely, actually, to stay together. So the, yeah. the thesis of this piece is actually... That by having frequent or, you know, everything that our friend Rachel has said, by having the rows, it shows that you care in some way. It shows that you... Now, of course, there's a very thin line with that well, because exactly. you can be in a very dangerous relationship yeah. where rowing is about controlling. Yeah. This is when we're talking in this way, we're talking about equal standing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I would say we have absolute equal standing yeah. when we row. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very different. There's a borderline with that. Yeah, but, of course, of course. But, yeah, I think that I think that what can happen often in relationships where there is no conflict, no no desire to have to to get mucky, often people don't feel heard. And if you don't feel heard, you'll you'll start you can often you can look for another ear to yeah. listen. So if you're I one think, of those relationships where I think you feel like you're constantly it made me feel better yeah. about the fact that we yeah. now. It made because it made me think, "Oh, well, okay." Because one thing I do know is I know how you feel about certain things. And yeah. I think that's far better then this cannot form... If you're in a formal relationship and you are the sort of more emotional side of it, I don't know what you do. What do you do? What do you do if your partner just doesn't... I mean, a lot of men just don't want to engage. Yeah. I mean, but also a lot of women don't want to engage. Yeah, I don't think it's a gender thing. But I don't know I think what you it's, do. I, like, I think you said, I think it's an interesting point, what you say about the masculinity. I think there must be a lot of confusing signals for men. Like if I stand and scream and shout, it's nothing like if you scream and shout. Well, it's, it's absolutely fine the, for women to scream and shout. Because of the volume of a yeah, man's yeah. voice, and it is more scary when a man yeah. shouts. So that's quite interesting, that. Have they been, have men in some way... And trying to do the right thing have gone too far. And maybe well, I think there's a possibility. I think I think it's something to I consider. I think also people that have grown up in a lot of rowing are scared of rowing yeah, and yeah, then yeah. don't want to have it in their relationship. It's so. I mean, this is an endless conversation. It really is. So let's end it. But we could, because we've got yoga in a minute. Yeah.